Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Darren Millard coming to us from some hotel. I'm Ryan Wallace and Chris Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Some hotel? Come on. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you are. In a beautiful, wonderful metropolitan area of Raleigh, North Carolina, where the Golden Knights had an off day today. And we'll get back into it for a back-to-back this weekend, starting with the Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow, and then off to St. Louis on Sunday. Weird road trip. Like, geographically, it's a weird road trip. We'll get into Mm -hmm. last night's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Dave Gosher is going to join us. The play-by-play voice on the television side on AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, It's not going to be a totally hockey conversation because he's doing some really cool (laughs) things uh, on uh, on his rock and roll side. So we'll we'll get to him on the musician uh, aspect uh, of his life. News and notes from around the National Hockey League with one-timers, including the change at the helm with the Philadelphia Flyers as Chuck Fletcher is out as the general manager. But this road trip, I like this. Mm-hmm. This has got uh, Dave Gosher written all over it, where he saved a couple of dollars through Travelocity, and mm-hmm. and got to to come up with this road trip, where you you, you make a, a a sacrifice in one spot uh, for um, a little bit better fee, but you have to suffer the pain. So we we start in Florida in just uh, Sunrise, Florida, which is great. You go up to Tampa, which makes total sense. We're now in Raleigh, a a short little flight uh, up the Atlantic. And then with Philadelphia and St. Louis on the back end of this road trip, what would be the logical Mm -hmm. way to finish up? Chapman. Philadelphia. Well, you you would think you would go Carolina, Philadelphia, St. Louis, but we know that that's not the case, yeah. Right. For some reason... Vegas flies over on a back-to-back to St. Louis on Sunday, in which you you don't even get the the benefit of the hour and the in the uh, the time zone because the clocks move forward this weekend. So so that washes out. Uh, so you land and you play in St. Louis, and then you fly back to the East Coast against the Philadelphia Flyers on Tuesday. Just a weird mapping of, of a road trip, uh, which it's about just shy of, uh, of 8,000 miles on, on this road trip. Uh, thanks to going back and forth. Yeah. You, you're, you're, you know, it's an interesting way of going about it. And, you know, ideally it, it would be flip flopped for the final two games. You'd have Philadelphia and then St. Louis on your way back to T-Mobile arena, back to Las Vegas, Nevada. But you know, unfortunately, it, it doesn't work out that way, and it's just another aspect of adversity the Golden Knights are going to have to work through. And and on the back end of it, you play Tuesday in Philly, and Thursday, after a five-game road trip, you're at home to the Calgary Flames. So there's where Vegas has made an adjustment to their travel schedule. Normally, mm. uh, most of the time, you would leave right after a game and you would get home. So uh, after a five game road trip, everybody's hankering to get back home, uh, see everybody and get, uh, get into your own bed. But because of the quick turnaround and because you're flying all the way across the, uh, the country, 
Vegas is going to stay overnight in Philadelphia on mm-hmm. on Tuesday night and fly home during the day on Wednesday to try and keep the clock somewhat normal. Uh, so you don't have that uh, that red eye feeling where it takes you a couple of days to get back into the flow. So they'll treat uh, like a, a regular off day, which Wednesday would be anyway, uh, off the road trip. They'll just treat it as a travel day and fly during the day and and get ready and skate on on Thursday morning with a morning skate and get at it against the Calgary Flames. So a, a difference in in the in the travel adjustment uh, how Vegas would normally operate uh, through the course of a season to take advantage of what's going to be just a, a challenging situation anyway yeah it's a really really condensed and really interesting schedule for the golden Knights. like we're you know what it, what is it now two ish weeks or so just about two weeks where the golden knights have been playing every other day uh, and there has been travel associated with that schedule as well so uh tweaks or adjustments uh just trying to learn as much and and figure out a way to have the golden knights as fresh as possible for that game on thursday against calgary uh is is most important so i'm curious to see how uh, a they finish this road trip off but also how they look in that game on thursday given the adjustment and and they're trying a bunch of different things they they had an off day to start the road trip in miami before the game Mm -hmm. against the florida panthers uh and then they had uh, a a day the practice in tampa where they weren't happy with the game in miami so they worked them a little bit and today was an off day coming off the game uh against the the tampa bay lightning we haven't seen the golden knights at their best through these two first two games of the road trip in which they're one-on-one so they're still a searching trying to find the the top level uh of their game and hopefully they get closer to it against the carolina hurricanes i i think uh, we'll talk about it more in detail uh looking ahead to the carolina hurricanes uh tomorrow uh but uh but this this back-to-back tampa and carolina is one of the tougher in the national hockey league when you look at the level of opponents the caliber of opponents but vegas uh, played one of its best games of the year against carolina a week and a half ago at T-Mobile Arena. I think there's something to be said about that and the matchup and the attention to detail in that. Uh, but uh, so there's that going for them and the fact that you found a way to win a game that generally uh, you were outplayed uh, last night against mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, they were right in the game against the Florida Panthers. Couldn't find that equalizer in the late going. Uh, they were, uh, it was a lopsided territorially uh, game last night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. They got up. They found a way to uh, get that game to overtime and and get the extra point. So uh, some positives uh, and learning maybe from from the game. And there's also the aspect of of how that game went last night and a different part uh, of a different reaction, a different uh, situation for the Vegas Golden Knights to be involved in a feisty game. And that just proved uh, to me that that Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's in their DNA to play that way uh, with some of the sure. uh, nastiness that was going on throughout really the, the second and the third periods, not just the, the melee in, in the third period, but there was certainly getting there uh, beforehand, but uh, it's, it's not front and center to go out and play like that. But I've really been, been impressed at uh, the different times this year when, when games have gone down that path at the pushback of the Vegas Golden Knights. And last night was a great example of being able to adjust your game and get 
right into the fight, whether it's uh, 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 up to your ankle, up to your knee, or up to your shoulders. Uh, they they were ready to to absolutely uh, swing toe to toe with the Tampa Bay Lightning in that game. That was. That was one of the, the most important parts uh, in evaluating that game beyond the obvious result. Mm. The physicality and the chippiness certainly did bring Vegas into the game more so than they were through the first 30 minutes or so, right? It, it started to turn just about the midway point of the second period. Braden McNabb drops the gloves with Tanner Janot after Jack Eichel starts to just kind of get fed up with being hit, fed up with getting leaned on. And, and Jack put together a really physical shift before that fight. And really, to me, that was when the Golden Knights started to do more things well and, and force a little bit more in the offensive zone. And then, you know, you go into the third period and, and you're feeling pretty good about just the, the, the togetherness that you have, the ability to stand up for one another, to engage physically in that type of game. Um, I like that response from the Golden Knights. I thought it was exactly what you needed against a team in Tampa that will do that to try to get opponents off their game. To me, I think it brought the Golden Knights together and, and really put them back into the game uh, through through that, through that the first 40 minutes or so. I don't know what you saw on television, but watching the game in person at Amelie Arena last night, Jack had a bit of a, a thorn under his saddle last night from the very start. Like, there was some jump to his game. Mm -hmm. I really liked the fourth line, and not not just because they scored an early goal, but I thought they were presented uh, with an opportunity to to gain a, a level of uh, expectation on on getting involved in in the uh, in the fight a little bit and they did a good job of that but Jack was was somebody that I thought had some jump uh, from the early going and then we got pushed uh, when 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 Tampa started to lean on him a, a little bit more I thought it, uh, it it got the hair on the back of his neck up uh, and and he got uh, more determined in the game and it, it, it didn't surprise me at all that he wanted that puck in mm -hmm. overtime. That uh, that he worked himself into a really good situation to shoot that puck in a position to to let loose with uh, with his world class release, and it just simply devoured Andre Vasilevsky uh, through the 18 hole and and slipped behind and Alec Martinez being able to poke <laughs> it across the line. But uh, that that might be one of those games um, that that you evaluate and go, okay, we, we we saw something different out of this team that makes you believe that their chances of success in the last couple of games down the stretch or in a series uh, improves uh, a little bit. So the way that they were able to uh, turn an adverse situation where things weren't going their way through the three periods in Florida and certainly the first two periods last night when they only had nine shots, but find it in the third period and take advantage of some opportunities. Uh, and and that, that was certainly one of those circle it. Let's look back on it and see if, uh, if it, develops into any type of trend w will we see more bite out of this team going forward when they showed themselves uh and showed everybody else uh because that was a marquee game in the national hockey league that the vegas golden knights can play mm -hmm. with some snarl i hope so I, I like that aspect of of their game when it comes out it's not always it's not necessarily even often but when the Golden Knights play with a bit of an when they've got that snarl, when they have uh, the willingness to kind of get into those scrums and, and take care of and handle business or push back with physicality, that to me is when I feel like this team is is playing some of their, their better hockey. And, and I like the, the aspect that it came through against a team that 
can use that tactic to their advantage so well in Tampa. So the fact that the Golden Knights were able to go stride for stride, hit for hit, and scrum for scrum with Tampa Bay while winning the game when they didn't play their best, it should it should open your eyes a little bit. And I think it's something that the Golden Knights should try to lean into a little bit more. Well, and it's a Tampa team that's that's not exactly going great guns right now. A little more desperate, a little more uh, scratch and claw <laughs> in their game, which you saw in the third period in that uh, respective fourth line battle uh, on the ice in which there was 10 ejections during the course of the game. Uh, I, I thought, uh, thought Tampa played a pretty good hockey game, to be quite honest, uh, and weren't rewarded mm-hmm. with the win. And a lot of that had to do with Jonathan Quick uh, and, and his performance and picking up his second win with the Vegas Golden Knights, and that is that is really positive. But uh, but Vegas uh, Vegas found uh, something uh, and took advantage of a couple of opportunities uh, in in the third period. And I didn't look at it as blowing a lead. Uh, that that was the a case where they were up three one and. Tampa with the goalie pulled scores a couple of goals and one off an all world mm-hmm. pass by Nikita Kucherov. And that was just yeah. like one of those. Wow. If, if you were watching that game and there wasn't an audible sound coming out of you, I'm shocked and disappointed because of that fake one timer and the pass across mm-hmm. was all world. Uh, but Vegas did, respond and they 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 got the the two points which uh would have been it would have been disappointing not to get it even though they didn't play their best because they were in a position but it, being uh, across the the conference divide uh, it didn't matter at all uh you you did find a way to rescue games where in the past uh lately uh, and they've been in this situation uh, Bruce Cassidy mentioned it, where where they've allowed late goals with the, with the goalie empty, and uh, it's something that they they certainly want to lock down. I will give Tampa the benefit of the doubt on, on that though, and mm-hmm. and uh, and ease it into some place where they're they're just one of those elite teams. Um, and and Vegas, like they're in this dogfight in the Pacific Division, the Western Conference, and you look around and everybody's winning everywhere uh, right now. Uh, and you're neck and neck with with Los Angeles for top spot in the West and, and the Pacific Division. And Dallas is right behind you. And they're scoring 10 goals in their game last night. Uh, it's uh, it, it's a, a real big sprint uh, of, of teams down the stretch where nobody's giving an inch. And that might be one of the, the cooler parts of this that what Vegas has done since the, since the All-Star break is to not only – keep up with these teams but they're they're still the front runner coming uh coming out of the break mm-hmm. sure you're you're absolutely right and it's it's been a ridiculous run for for the golden knights out of the bye week in the all-star break 10 2 and 2 just two regulation losses but as you mentioned it calls to attention just how tight a race it is right now in the pacific division and at the top of the western conference when you go 10 2 and 2 the best 14-game stretch since the beginning of the year for the Vegas Golden Knights, and you're tied points-wise with Los Angeles, even though you've got a game in hand. You're up now four on Seattle and Edmonton, so that's that's a positive you know, movement in the right direction for Vegas. Uh, but yeah, Dallas is right there, just one point back, and, and Minnesota's just three points back in terms of tops in the Western Conference. So um, the, the Golden Knights have played and found results, and that's what they're going to have to continue to do not just you know through this this road trip, but even getting back home and, and really the rest of the of the season. If you want to 
give yourself the best possible chance going into playoffs, the best possible seeding, it seems like you're going to have to win every night because that's what everyone else is doing in the division. What was the most encouraging part of last night's win for Ryan Wallace? Jonathan Quick. I thought he played a fantastic game for the Golden Knights. Um, I, I thought he was very much in control. I thought that he was coming up with some big-time saves. I don't fault him at all on on you know those two that get by him at the end there. As you mentioned, that's just Tampa Bay and a lead offensive team making a lead offensive plays. The 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 one time fake pass from Nikita Kucherov was just simply ridiculous. But Jonathan Quick made some big time stops to allow the Golden Knights to to hang around to be in that game and then made some stops in overtime to allow Jack Eichel enough time to win it. I, I was encouraged by how well Jonathan Quick played. I was more uh, inspired by William Carlson getting something out of a game because there's been a Mm -hmm. a real uh, increased level of his play in in the last week and a half, two weeks, where uh, Bruce Cassidy likes to say William Carlson's game doesn't change a lot uh, when he's scoring Mm -hmm. to when he's not scoring. But I think the chances have increased. For William Carlson over the last week, week and a half, uh, in, including a penalty shot uh, at one point uh, recently. So I, that part of it, uh, seeing him continue to get chances, but then get something out of it. And yeah, it was a weird play, much like uh, Shea Theodore's penalty uh, uh, in the uh, shootout against the New Jersey Devils, Schmid, where he missed a shot and it, it kind of slipped. It didn't go where Schmid thought it was going to go, and, and it crossed him up. Uh, that that was a play where Vasilevsky was moving where William Carlos was moving with the puck and it slid off a stick and went uh, to, a, to a weird place. Uh, but may, maybe that uh, jump starts uh, him and gets William Carlson uh, into a place where he's a big-time effective uh, offensive factor uh, down the stretch. I was really pleased to see that from, from William Carlson. And then the, the identity of, of the fourth line has changed uh, with the personnel this year. And the way it is right now is very different than what we've been used to in the past. And Keegan Colasar with Teddy Bluger and Brett Howden mm-hmm. are, are different. But you've seen in the last couple of games in particular – Brett Howden is not afraid to get in the mix. He, it happened in Florida, and it happened again last night. Teddy Bluger plays a defensive game. He's been in this situation where he's matched up against uh, some of the team's uh, harder players to play against. He was right in the middle of that last night, and Keegan Colasar is the uh, the leader when it comes to dropping his gloves last night. They not only scored, but they they stood up, and and they were, they were a, a threesome that – that answered the bell last night against uh, some uh, veteran players and some players that have been in that situation before. Uh, we, we know Corey, uh, we, we, we know uh, his nickname's the worm. <laughs> he likes to get under your skin, right? Uh, uh, we know Pat yeah. Maroon. Uh, he was not, a, uh, uh, not uh, happy about that last night. Nobody gave an inch. And I think that was huge last night uh, for, for that bench. It was bizarre to see so much space on the bench. Uh, I will say, we'll mm-hmm. say that we got a lot more to get into from last night between the kerfuffle uh, in the second period to the melee in the third period to the overtime of magic uh, for Jack Eichel and Alec Martinez. One-timers news notes from around the National Hockey League with a major change uh, at the helm of the Philadelphia Flyers and a 
trip down the hockey parlay contest, the Michael E. Minden Jewelers Hockey Parlay Contest. Uh, today, we will open up the phone lines later on this hour and invite somebody to pick three games that we present to you. And if you get all three right, you will win $1,000. The pot has gone from $100 to $1,000. It is right there for you. If you want to participate, uh, stick around. Uh, we've got a lot coming up. But up next, it's Dave Gosher. Vinyl. Vinyl. We're talking about records and we're talking about hockey on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Getting it done on the VGK Insider Show across the continent from Vegas over to Raleigh where the Vegas Golden Knights take on the Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow night, part of a back-to-back set that will finish up in St. Louis on Sunday. But this is also an opportunity for Dave Gosher to do some things. Like, he's he's, he's a man of the people. He is uh, sought after. Uh, today, I was told that he was over at Darius Rucker's, and he's doing some jamming, and uh, because... Uh, Dave Gosher from Double Minor Band that does uh, gigs all over Las Vegas is a very uh, accomplished musician. So we're uh, pleased to bring in Dave Gosher as we welcome him in with his own intro. He plays in a band. He loves Journey. And he's also the TV voice of the Golden Knights. Let's catch up with Dave Gosher. Gosh, uh, in in Raleigh, uh, sorry to take you away from whatever jam session you're having over at uh, Dairy. Is it as nice as, as everybody says, Rutgers? The uh, only path? way I'd be able to get in there, Matt, is if I broke in. You know, like if I climbed oh. the fence, <laughs> I would be able to get in at Darius Rutgers. Other than that, uh, I, there's not a chance on God's earth. Uh, I wanted to bring you on to talk about uh, Cafe Vinyl, which you'll be on on, on 971 this uh, weekend with Demo Dave, uh, going through uh, your perfect album and, and some of your favorite music uh, as a musician. And uh, I want to talk about that, but also the, the hockey side of things. But I'm I'm most curious because I'm here in Raleigh, and it's an off day for the Vegas Golden Knights. I have not seen you at all. It's really weird that we're in the same hotel. And we're doing this interview over the phone, and I have no idea what you're doing today. Yeah, it's probably for the best. That's probably for the best. <laughs> I <think. You> know? <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Mallard. I've uh, I have felt better physically. Um, I caught something here. I don't know what it is. I'll tell you this much: my my partner in crime on television was uh, had some bug the other day, and we tend to sit next to each other on every flight and next to each other in the booth for every game. And we tend to spend a lot of time with each other when we're not on television. So I don't know. So I, I'll tell you, here's my day. We're staying at a nice hotel here in Raleigh that's connected to a Target. So I went over to Target today, and I loaded up on drugs. Legal drugs, but loaded up on drugs. So I've been sitting in my room, taking things to try to kick whatever I've caught here, and getting myself ready for tomorrow night's game uh, with Carolina by doing some prep. That's been the excitement of my day. I've sat in my room for largely for the last uh, six hours and done a whole lot of nothing. So what, what, what's your mood level at right now? Are you happy? Not great. You're bored? You Not feel great. a little stir-crazy? <laughs> Highly annoyed because, as you know, 
I can't stand sitting in my room on the road. Like I climb the walls, but every once in a while I have a decent, uh, a rare good thought that, you know what, knucklehead, it might be best if you just kind of lay low and take some medicine and not do anything. So I'm not saying I enjoy it. Someone like yourself, I know you're like your long time in the room and whatever you do and just by yourself get away from the wife and the girls. And I understand that. But I usually climb the walls. I'm literally climbing the walls right now. I'm not feeling. Uh, people were talking so, about FOMO the other day and, and, and being left out of different dinners that, that you guys have done. And I told them flat out, I have a uh, phobie, uh, not FOMO, phobie. Mine is fear of being included. I don't want anything to do with people. And, and you're the ringleader of our, of our social <laughs> calendar. So good on you. And, uh, and I appreciate that. Yeah. No, don't worry. We usually don't. Um, we make it a point to not invite you, usually. So <laughs> that's, hey, that's uh, a good thing. Hey, tell us about Cafe Vinyl. The, 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 the show's going to run. Uh, you won't be there live because you've pre-recorded this with, with Demo uh, due to the fact that you've got other commitments. Uh, you'll be in St. Louis that day. Uh, but uh, what the, the, the two hours from 8 to 10 on Sunday morning and what it includes uh, for, for you and Dave? Yeah, it's kind of funny how it worked out, Mal. I, I, I met Demo, I mean, this goes back a bunch of months now. I, I met him at an Aviators game. Um, my wife and I went to uh, an Aviators game in September, and she had met him. She knew him, and we got to get introduced to each other. And, you know, he was telling me about the show, and he said, you know, I've had a, he's been doing it for years. And, but he had some of the Golden Knights, like Nate Smith, I guess, came in and did it. And he said, you know, I, I know you love music, and I've kind of heard about you and, and the band a little bit. So we kind of talked about it and then emailed a few times. Maybe not how it is, right? The game gets, the season gets going. And mm-hmm. things kind of fall through the cracks. So during the All-Star break, right around that time, we kind of reconnected. And we said, all right, let, let's, let's just book a day to go in or a couple of hours to go in and record this. So I love the whole premise. You know, it's, it's, it's design your own dream album side, which – you would know what albums are. The younger crowd would have no idea what we're talking about. But um, where, you know, you pick, pick five songs. It could be from any genre, but basically I picked rock songs. Um, mm. And, you know, put them together on an album side, what you'd love to hear, you know. Well, I guess your five favorite songs. Um, and I said during the, during the taping, I said, you know, if we did this in six months, I might give you five different songs because it was very hard for me because I, you know, I love all sorts of music, but it was very hard to just pick five. So, and I'm anxious to hear it. As you say, I won't be there, but I'll be sure to to get a copy of it to hear how the finished product turned out. You know, that's a really interesting thing that you bring up about. You know, if you ask me in six months, if you ask me in in, in a year or two, the 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 songs might change. When you when you're kind of dealing in music, when you're when you're listening to music or playing music, learning music, whatever it is, is it very much kind of directed by whatever season, whatever mood you're in at the time? Yeah, you know it's funny, Ryan. It probably is. I got to be honest with you. Like if if I have the radio on at home all the time, um, probably to my wife's annoyance, uh, but that's okay because um, because I I don't like I, I need some sound, I need some ambient noise. Um, and a lot of times, you know, and a lot of it's through her over the last several years, a lot of it will be country these days, you know, kind of pop country, whether it's Luke Bryan or Zach Brown or Luke Combs, I love. Um, but, 
most of it, yeah, is kind of whatever mood I I might be in. I, I kind of, I say I go in phases. You know, I might go on this phase where I'll, I'll listen to, you know, a certain band and I, I just can't get enough of it. And then I'll go away from it and come back three months later. Same thing with, with playing stuff, you know, and, and learning stuff. A lot of it with the band is what new songs do we want to implement? But a lot of it is, you know, what do I think might be fun to play? And it might not have anything to do with the band. Maybe just fun to play and, and play on my own. So I think it goes in all different directions, but you're right. I think a lot of it is just kind of, What's your mood? What do you, what's, what's the feel for what you might want to hear and what kind of, for whatever reason, strikes you at, you know, at a particular moment? You guys just did a gig at the, uh, at the Strat uh, before we went on the road trip, and I heard that one uh, was outstanding. And you've altered your lineup of the band, Double Minor. Uh, anything that you've done differently musically uh, that, you've, that you've added to the set list? Well, we added, we changed our lead singers. You know, our colleague, um, our colleague, Mike, Mike Mangello, that we worked with with the Golden Knights, um, had moved on a few months ago. So we, and he was our lead singer. Um, so we had hired, we brought in Tony Silva, who's, who's terrific and has been in Vegas here a bunch of years and plays keyboard, plays piano, and is just excellent. Um, and he's got a couple of other musical entities going on as well, in addition to Double Minor. So, but, you know, that keyboard and the piano sound just opens up. Um, you know, we play You Maybe Right Now by Billy Joel. Uh, we played Rocket Man for the first time um, the other night. Um, we worked in Take It Easy by the Eagles. It doesn't have a lot of keyboard in it, but he's, he's such a good singer. The harmonies. Uh, we started playing Lola by the Kinks because it's got some great harmonies in it. Um, I was actually just looking um, literally before I hopped out with you guys. We're going to start to try to play separate ways by Journey. You know, if you've got a keyboard player, how can you not have a Journey song in there, right? So it's it's kind of we've we've opened it up to some different things now because of what Tony's brought to it musically. So, and I think that's I think that's a good thing. I think sometimes you can kind of get in ruts, right? You play, and we've kept a lot of the same set list. You know, if I I looked at what we played a week ago compared to what we played a few months ago, a lot of it's the same. But we we've worked in five or six different songs, and that can make make a huge difference. It just kind of you know just kind of spices up what you do. So um, and it keeps us, I think, growing as a band. You know, to try to to continue to to get better and work in new new things, and and hopefully we'll be able to continue to do that. What's your favorite song to play and sing? It's uh, a good question. I tell you what, I love playing "You May Be Right" by Billy Joel, and I I don't you know it's it's one of those songs that I love this, how it just kind of that breaking glass sound at the beginning of it. Um, so I love that. Um, I, I loved our version of Lola the other night. Um, Cause I, I think that's a fun one as well. There's a lot of them, you know, I gave take it easier shot singing lead on um, the other night. I thought it went, I thought it went pretty well. The Eagles can be hard, right? Because good luck trying to do the harmonies the way they, they did the harmonies. You know, I don't know if anyone they could do that, but you know, we tried as best we can. So um, but you know, I, I look at a lot of what we do and I'm happy that it kind of continues to grow and, you know, you have to kind of know where you fit in it, you know, and, and what you think is realistic to pull off as a band, you know, look, we all have regular jobs, you know, we all do other things. We all have time commitments, but we try to carve out as much as we can to, to try to continue to get better as a group. What would Christine ask what you is, to play if, uh, if she had one song for you to play? 
Oh, that's a good one, bud. Um, it would be something country-wise. Uh, you know, she loves George Strait. Um, it might be something by him. Uh, she loves Luke Bryan. You know, we had a great time at that concert. Uh, she loves John Party. You know, so and, and she loves a lot of the older school country too. You know, so I tried to kind of. There's a song called Ain't Always a Cowboy by uh, John Party that I know that, that she loves. Nice. So I tried to kind of learn how to play that, too. And, and some George Strait stuff was pretty high up on the list. From, you know, the, the idea of, hey, this would be a fun song to add to the repertoire, to you working through it, figuring it out, and then getting it to stage. Like, what does that whole process look like for you? <laughs> It's a lengthy process, Ryan, I'll tell you. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, well, here's the thing that I think does make it easier now compared to maybe, not that I was in a band 10 years ago, but I, I just think from talking to the guys about it, you know, everything's out there now on YouTube, right? So, like, before I jumped out with you guys, I was watching a couple of YouTube clips on the best way to approach playing separate ways by journey. So, but then it's, you know, I'm the third guitar player in a band that has two other guys that kill it on the guitar, and we've got a terrific bass player, and our drummer's really good, and our lead vocalist is great. So it's, you know, we try to find, find songs that have three guitars and have some harmonies. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a process. And I, I will tell you now that we've had, a, you know, a new, a new lead singer here for a few months. Um, you know, Tony sings songs differently. He might sing them in different keys. Where do I fit in? You don't want to sing it the same because it just... You just, it's just like a, 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 you don't want to crash into each other. Um, you know, our lead guitar player, Justin Fredericton, uh, is fantastic. He usually takes most of the solos. Timmy Garbs, our other guitar player, how does he want to play the rhythm part? Where do I play it differently? So it's not just, doesn't sound like a bunch of mud, as we call it. So it's a, it's a longer process. But we, you know, we do at times, to be honest with you, try to pick some songs that are a little bit, easier for lack of a better way to put it because we you know we do have limited practice time my schedule the other guys all have jobs and lives too so we we have tried to go through a little bit of a, of a stretch where hey we got to add we want to add four or five songs here let's try and make it some quick easy ones throw those in have some fun with it and then we'll try to maybe get to, to some more complicated stuff so you know that's how we try to approach it uh, as best we can with, you know, limited practice time just because of, you know, the the life and the everyday life that we, or everyday lives that we all have. Dave Gosher is with us. Uh, we'll let you go. But one final question regarding hockey. Uh, what, what did you think of the PA announcer at Amelie Arena last night after the melee and how the PA announcer handled the penalties? Never heard it, Mallard, Ever. I like. I don't know East Coast League, AHL, NHL, the ten ejections, and we joked around. Right, it was like he was calling bingo. Twenty-four, yeah. <laughs> fourteen. Uh, who, who else got kicked out there? Fifty-three, two. It was. I've never heard that. The, the, no names. No names. Just the numbers. No, no names. names. Yeah. Nope. On both teams. Nope. It, Ten guys kicked out. None of them had names. They just had numbers. It was it was surreal. I thought I was hearing something when I was like, what the heck is going I on? I did that joke was... around. I think I said in real time now, in his defense, it might take him the rest of the period to announce all the penalties. You're right. Exactly. If he did it properly, uh, you know. It just 
every time you think you've you've experienced it all, something weird happened. And it wasn't like a crazy brawl. It was interesting, but uh, I was surprised that there was uh, there was the ten ejections out of it. Uh, a key for for Vegas tomorrow, trying to find their game here through these first two games. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I, you know, it's, they managed to find some ways to win here recently, and even the last couple of games of the homestand, where they just haven't been at their best. Um, I think they have to find a way, and especially against this Carolina team, where they played one of their better games lately was against Carolina at home. They're going to have to find a way to get themselves emotionally into it right off the bat. You know, last night, if you didn't watch the game, right, or listen to the game, and you saw the Golden Knights won 4-3 to three and beat a good Tampa team in a shootout, albeit blowing the lead late, you'd be you, – and I guess you should be happy with it. You know, you know I, and I agree with Bruce Cassidy's comments the other day, look – it's always dicey to be picking apart wins, especially this time of the year. But they had nine shots in two periods, you know. So I think, however, they've got to go about it. And maybe the playing a team like Carolina, who is second overall in the NHL behind the Bruins, um, maybe that will be enough of a um, an attention grabber to to have them be uh, focused and, and emotionally engaged right off the bat. So. That would be the key for me is to um, – they can't just be dipping their toe in the water here. Um, I know sometimes these games this time of year can be difficult to play. You get into the middle of March and the final 20 games, and, I, you know, I think they, they realize they're going to make the playoffs unless something ridiculous happens, and I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, but, you know, they still – do they want home ice? Do they want to win the division? Do they want to, you know, guarantee themselves home ice through the Western Conference part of the playoffs? They're still – a ton on the line for them between now and, and the end of the regular year. I can't wait to talk to you on TV tomorrow night. You know what? I am counting down the hours until that happens. Um, and I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed. This has just been wonderful having you been on the road with us, invading our booth. It's been great to just take up all the space, Shane, and I need for your little pre and intermission and post game baloney. It's been so good. It was so funny last night. You were upset. Uh, Lawless was mad. And Shane and I are sitting there going, what are we doing? We're the two happiest guys here. What's happened to this thing? Well, you're always happy for some unknown reason. Shane is never happy. So I was shocked. Oh. Like He was the beacon of hope last night. <laughs> uh, go take your drugs and uh, get ready for the game tomorrow. Is it too, what time is it too early to take NyQuil? Like it's seven forty four uh, Eastern right now. What do you think on that? Uh, I, I'd be right in there after eight right yeah. now. Yeah, after eight. I would have taken good. it at the start of this interview. Well, I did. I'm, I'm surprised I'm still conscious. And is it? Do you use the little cup thing, or do you just swig it right out of the bottle? Oh, throw the cup Either thing works. out. That thing just okay. gets loaded up with gunk. Just freewheel, freebase, baby. You're a rock and so roll you, guy. Just, just your own judgment. Whatever you think yeah. might work, might not work. Okay, so don't pay any attention to the big letters on the side of the bottle. No. The instructions. You've done enough okay. shots in your life. You know how long it takes. Let's just go okay. with it. Well, let me tell you this. If you don't see them tomorrow, you'll know what happens. Yeah. And we'll have a moment of silence and yeah. a big break. Maybe. I would, don't even go crazy with that. Don't even worry about that. Just, just press on with the game. Don't worry about the moment of silence. The DCG, the oh, watch, awesome. DCG, I'm going to go start knocking on every door uh, on our floor. You don't need the moment of silence. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, see you, buddy. See you, bud. <laughs>
<laughs> Dave Kosher, uh, he'll be on 97.1 this weekend uh, from 8 to 10 on Sunday with Demo Dave for Cafe Vinyl putting together his ultimate album. We should have him on more. He's on. Yeah. He's not actually more than the radio guy is. Like, Gosher never turns us down, does he? Not that everybody, not <laughs> no, people turn really us down, doesn't. but I, he's, oh, we, we love leaning on Dave. Yeah, I, th- I think Dave really likes to, to talk to me, so it, it works out well. Makes total sense uh, that there would be another yeah. reason for him to come on because he and I spend enough time together. He certainly doesn't have to uh, force it uh, for a conversation for him and I. Uh, we've got something coming up next. It's the Mike Lee Minden Jewelers Hockey Parlay Contest, and we are up to $1,000 for the prize. If you get all three games right that we give you, uh, open up the phone lines right now to 702-876-1340, caller number 11, and you can play for $1,000 in the next segment on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Sleep, par, partner, partner. Parlay? That's the one. Parlay! Parlay! Time to parlay with the insiders. Brought to you by Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers in the Fashion Show Mall. Start at $100 and we add $100 every week. There's not a winner and we keep on going. Today we are at 1000 bucks available. Turning it over to our MC, Christopher Chapman, who has the name of the contestant and the three games that, that they will select from. All right. Jose is our contestant this week. Uh, Jose, uh, hope you are ready, man. I am. All right. Well, I I will start by wishing you the best of luck because I think of all the weeks that we've done this, this is probably the toughest week in terms of games that we've picked. Oh, okay. So if you win, you will definitely have earned that $1,000. Awesome. That's terrible uh, confidence builder right there. (laughs) I'm just just saying. It's really hard. It's really hard now. Yeah, I mean. I'll tell you what. I'm I'm a big fan of the NHL, and I've been watching the Golden Knights since since, you know, the inaugural season. So I've been following pretty closely. So I think I can I can hit this. All right. I, I, I will tell All you right, that. All right. Let's I, go. I can't speak for Darren, but I'm rooting for you, Jose. Thank you. Thank you. So the first game is courtesy of Ryan Wallace, and we start off with a bang tomorrow at 4 o'clock. And it's Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers traveling to Toronto to take on the Maple Leafs. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Maple Leafs at home. All right. The Maple Leafs, it is. The Paul Maurice revenge game has the Winnipeg Jets <laughs> taking on the Florida Panthers, who apparently are down 2 to nothing to the Chicago Blackhawks right now. So uh, that game is in Florida tomorrow at 4 o'clock as well. I'll go with the Panthers also okay. at home. Panthers, it is. I like Panthers it. to beat Winnipeg at home. I think I think I'm on board with that one too. And finally, this is my game: the Dallas Stars and the Seattle Kraken in Seattle. Oh wow! And that's a seven o'clock start there. And uh, who's at home? It's it's in Seattle. In Seattle, 
boy. I just saw Seattle's game uh, highlights last night. Uh, they were pretty close, but they still lost. Uh, and Dallas is playing pretty damn good. Ah, that's a tough one. <laughs> Jeez. I'm, I'm going to go with the Stars. Dallas stars. is. I'll be honest. Well, they, they scored 10 last night. I think it'd be really tough yeah. to go against the Dallas Stars after they put a double <laughs> Yeah, they did. Yeah, that was crazy. I didn't, I didn't watch the highlights for that. Buffalo, but though. I will say this. Seattle played a 9-8 game earlier this year. They might be one of the few teams that can keep up with something like what Dallas is well, doing. Well, yeah, last day. night they scored five, I believe. Against L.A., yeah. Um, uh, so Toronto to beat Edmonton uh, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. The Florida Panthers at home to defeat the Winnipeg Jets. And the Dallas Stars on the road to beat the Seattle Kraken. Those are your three games. You okay with that? Correct. No hesitation. I'll give you one chance to change something. Um, I'm hesitating <laughs> about the Oilers and the Maple Leafs, but I'm, I'm going to keep the Maple Leafs. Okay, Jose, uh, I I wish you the best. $1,000, what what will you do with the cash if you win it? I'll probably pay some bills. <laughs> My guy. That's there a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's very responsible. Yeah. I'd be buying good luck, all Jose. the candy in the uh Thank the you, guys. Aisle. That's what I, um, uh, Jose, good luck, buddy. Uh, we'll be rooting for you, pal. Awesome. There's uh, Jose. He's the uh, contestant this week playing for $1,000. If he gets the three right, if Toronto beats Edmonton, if the Florida Panthers upend Winnipeg, if the Dallas Stars pull out a win against the Seattle Kraken in Seattle, he will win $1,000 in the Michael E. Minden Jewelers Hockey Parlay Contest. Michael E. Minden Jewelers located in the Fashion Show Mall. We have our number two, which includes our game rating of the victory by Vegas over Tampa Bay last night. A look ahead to the game in Carolina tomorrow and our one-timer segment with whole bunch going on, including another big bobblehead release. It's bobblehead week Hmm. on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us.